Welcome to the Prophetic Bread Podcast. I am your host, Raphael Yeshaya. I bring prophetic revelations on finances and personal growth. If you are here, it's because God has brought you here by power of the prophetic. And I hope you have a blessed. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, copy the share link of this podcast, and share it with as many prophetic people as you can because God, God speaks. speaks. And he lives. On this audio, I'm going to be teaching you one prophetic mystery out of three to become the best at absolutely anything. It doesn't matter what it is. If you take these principles and apply in your own life, you can even make more money, create more revenue for your company. And I'm not even kidding you. You can become successful at anything you want because they are principles that are hidden in your Bible. And if you use them, you will become the best. Number one, you gotta work only on your strength. Don't work on your weaknesses like never ever. One of the most stupid comments or advices that I've heard in my entire life is that you gotta work on your weaknesses. This is a total waste of time. If you work on your weaknesses, you will be forever working on your weakness because working on your weakness is not something that you can handle. Working on your weakness means that you will be working on something that you, first of all, didn't even know how it got there. It means that you will be working on something that you are clueless on how to respond to. It's like a mechanic coming to you saying, you have a problem with your catalytic converter. This is the weakest spot in your car. Can you please fix it for me? You will be like, wait a minute. I am not the mechanic. You are the mechanic. I don't even know what the heck is a catalytic converter. How can I fix something that I don't even know what that is? Remember what God said to Paul on 2 Corinthians chapter 12 from the verse 9 to 11? He said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. What does that mean? It means that it's not your responsibility to work on your weakness. Therefore, Paul says, I will boost all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. He knew it was not his responsibility to work on his weakness. His responsibility was to work on his strength. It means that we need to bring our weaknesses to the Lord and let him work on our weaknesses with his amazing grace. Now, let me tell you something. If you have a problem with money, that is your weakness. So you need to bring it to the Lord to help you on that area. And how are you going to do that? You need someone who is more experienced than you on money that can help you how to kill off debt and become debt free, even financially independent and all this kind of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. But you yourself cannot by any means work on your weaknesses. You gotta have a mentor. You need to find someone that will be able to help you on your weaknesses someone that has more experience than you, that is probably operating in higher levels of power and authority and spiritual gift and businesses and everything combined so you can go to the next level. Some people may not believe at all on mentorship. They don't believe at all on coaching. Why? I'm going to explain why you may not believe in mentoring. We have two types of gospels nowadays. We have the westernized gospel and we also 
have the, the gospel that comes from the Palestine, which is the Middle East gospel. So we have two gospels on our 21st century. That's why you may not believe on coaching. On the westernized gospel, we have a very weak emphasis on the fact that you need to get a mentor for you. In the meanwhile, on the Middle East gospel, you will see something totally different. Elisha had Elijah. The disciples had Jesus. Well, some people may say like, well, but Jesus didn't have anyone above because he, you know, he, he had the father. Well, are you God? Jesus is God. People may say, oh, but what about Adam? I, you know, I have God as my mentor. Adam was the God of this world. Are you telling me that you are God? The other cool, interesting thing about this is that when you go even to Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul only became the Apostle Paul because of Barnabas. And before he became the Apostle Paul, he was Saul. And Saul was instructed and personally mentored by Gamaliel one of the top-notch teachers of that time on the Torah. And this list keeps on going on and on and on. David was the king of Israel, but he was mentored by who? He was mentored by the prophet Samuel. You will go on the Bible and you will keep reading and finding a lot of crazy stuff. Like even Solomon, he wrote the book of Proverbs. All the gems that you see there, like 100% wisdom. God gave him the wisdom, but he was mentored by his father, King. David. I'm going to tell you guys, this doesn't stop in anywhere in the Bible, for real. I mean, anyone saying that they don't believe in coaching, they don't believe in mentoring, God is their mentor, is living in the wrong. This is a total messed up doctrine, and I'm going to go farther ahead saying that this is a doctrine of demons. Now, let me show you in the Bible how this mentoring thing actually works. When you go back to Genesis chapter 37 on the verse 5, you will see something cool. You will see that Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers. They hated him all the more. But when you jump to the verse 8, you will read that his brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? Well, that's actually pretty interesting. Nowhere on this chapter of the Bible, you will read that Joseph interpreted his dream. The brothers just came up with an interpretation very 100% accurate, and they started blaming on Joseph for having this dream. Now, my question for you is, how did they come up with the right 100% sure accurate interpretation of the dream when Joseph never interpreted anything. Let's go back to the life of Abraham. Abraham died at the age 175. When you see the life of Isaac, the son of Abraham, he died at the age 180. Then his son Jacob died at the age 147. Now, Jacob had a twin brother, which was Esau. I can tell you this based on these numbers, that when Jacob and Esau turned 15, Abraham died at the age 175. So that means that Abraham was still around when Jacob and Esau were at the age 15. What can we tell you from this? I can tell you that Abraham taught every single mystery of dream interpretation to Isaac. Isaac got everything from his father Abraham and gave everything to Jacob. Now, here's the cool part. Abraham was still alive and he taught 
helped Jacob on how to operate on the power of dream interpretation and all this other prophetic stuff that he was having on his daily basis when he was young and old. Now, with the help of Isaac and the father Abraham, Jacob become this just amazing super mega force that could operate on higher levels of the prophetic. Then he got all this stuff and passed that out to all, all his kids. Everybody got the interpretation thing. Everybody got the power to operate on the prophetic. And that's how his kids knew how to interpret Joseph's dream. Jacob got all this dream interpretation thing, mysteries and prophetic stuff, and gave everything to all his sons. See how powerful that is? Having a mentor in your life, you will become greater. You will become successful. Everything that your mentor has, you will also have. So, if you want to see what your future will look like, look at the life of your mentor. If you don't have a mentor, you already have your future. Even the Bible says that we need to have mentors. So if you hear someone saying, I don't want to have a mentor. I don't, don't want to be coached by anyone. God is my mentor. Well, you already know they are not into personal growth. I believe that that was an awesome example. Now, let's talk about the gifts. How can you, for instance, like develop your ministry or develop yourself spiritually? And let's talk about the gifts of the spirit, for instance. How can you become stronger and have more influence as a prophet or apostle or leader in overall by just exercising the same principle that you will be using on the other areas of your life? The one that I just talked to you before right now, which is working on your strength only and not working on your weaknesses. For example, let's suppose that someone listening to this audio has a very strong anointing, a very strong skill on prophesying to people. You are a prophet. Might not be a seer, but you are a prophet. You know the power, the move of the spirit. You discern when things happen and you are so good when you prophesy. When you go in the gift movement, you place your hand on somebody's head, God's gonna reveal you what's happening about that person. But then when it's the teaching time, you are a complete disaster. <laughs> For some reason, the anointing doesn't flow. You feel like you're having a lot of hard time. It's not like teaching in a high school or middle school. You keep pushing to see if you can improve because that's the weak area of your life and you want to improve that area. I'm here to let you know that stop it. Stop it right now. Drop it. This will never happen. You have to quit this idea of teaching and just focus on your strengths. If the prophetic is your strength, if the abilities and all your power flow in the gifts, you gotta focus on the gifts. You gotta focus on prophesying to other people. You gotta focus on blasting that gift in every single way you can ever imagine. Hey, that's awesome that you stayed until the very end of this podcast today in our episode. I hope to see you by next week. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast at Prophetic Bread and share this content with as many people as possible because you might be the answer of somebody else's prayer. Someone out there is looking to get the answers that you just got for your personal growth. That's it, my friends, for now. And never forget, God speaks and he lives.